Naira had never infiltrated a spaceship while in her own body before, and she found the experience far too perilous for her liking. It was much less nerve-wracking to drop her neural map into the print of someone who was supposed to be on the ship. She was used to blending, to subtle manipulations. There was no subtlety in her boots, ringing out against the engine bay's wire-grid floor, no finesse in the explosive devices tucked into the bag slung across her back. Trepidation crawled up her neck and prickled her scalp. The mining ship, set to launch to Seventh Cradle next week, was deathly silent. It should have been bustling with techs, doing their final checks before the ship would shove off for one of the precious planets where the ecosystem had yet to succumb to planetary collapse syndrome. Instead, its lights were pushed down to power-saving mode, and the hangar was empty of personnel. Naira could hardly believe it when she'd first seen the empty hangars on Cav's hacked security camera feeds. She still couldn't quite believe it. The security system accepted Naira's false credentials without so much as a hiccup. She paused in front of the warp core containment, letting her gaze trail up the fine bones of emerald green relcotite that caged the core, and wondered. This was a rush job. Achaelus Mercator had raised the spectre of the Conservators to the public eye as a threat to all mining missions. He'd claimed that the lack of Relk on Sixth Cradle had been the fault of the Conservators, that they'd gotten there ahead of Mercator and brought the Shroud to collapse the planet as they mined all the Relk from the skin of that world and kept it for themselves. And so the heads of Merit had rallied. They joined their resources, frantically building two ships to launch to seventh and eighth cradles to preserve those planets' stores of Relkatite against the Conservators, never understanding that their impulses were being manipulated. Never knowing that the fungus they used to mine that mineral, Mercatus Canus, had bonded with the pathways in their bodies, using them to transform humanity into little more than an extended search network for more Relkatite which was Canis's preferred food. Rushing the ships didn't account for the sloppy seams in the walls, the pitting in the Relkatite containment, or the rust staining the joints in the metal fittings. Naira gave the irritatingly handsome man next to her, Tarquin Makeda, a side-eyed glance. Does this feel off to you? she asked. The younger child of Achaelus crossed his arms staring at the warp core as if it were keeping secrets from him. Tarquin affected a slouch, reducing his towering height to something less imposing, but there was no slouching away the nose he'd intentionally inherited from his father, the green flecks in his hazel eyes, or the Mercator family crest printed around his wrists to curl in vine-like knotwork over the backs of his hands. He tugged on the sharp ridge of his chin, frowning. Naira looked away from him, as an unwelcome warmth stirred within her. She'd been told that on Sixth Cradle she'd cared for him, but she'd died before backing up those memories. And looking at him now, he was an empty ache in her chest, a man-sized hole in her past she didn't know how to approach. Best to focus on his usefulness. Rebellious Mercator, renowned geologist, than on how he made her feel. Best to ignore the way his hair slipped over his temple, adding a pensive, deep shadow to the angle of his cheek. It does seem unusual, he said, oblivious to her silent study of him. She'd found that he was oblivious to most things when lost in thought. 
while my father's motives are misguided, he wouldn't let a ship of such import fall into disrepair. And the lack of security? He gestured to the surrounding room. It makes no sense. It makes sense if it's a trap, she said.